I want to, uh, I want to talk to you uh, about uh, serving the Lord with your family, uh, making serving the Lord a ministry of your family. Uh, where, where, where my wife is involved in it, my children are involved in it, where it's something we do together uh, as a family. Uh, I, I don't think tonight that God designed it. I'm still loud. I don't think that God designed it uh, that, that the husband serves the Lord while everybody else does something else. I don't think that God designed it that the wife serves the Lord while the husband and the children do their own thing. That's good right there. You got me. Thank you. Uh, he texted me and said, you just let me know when. Uh, when. Uh, uh, I, I don't think tonight that it's something that God designed that the children uh, do and mom and dad don't participate in. Uh, I believe tonight that the design of the Lord is that it is a home matter. Um, Joshua chapter 24 verse 15 you know the uh, you know that let me see your Bible uh, you know the text uh, you're already in Joshua and I'd have to find it so so let me just read yours tonight you're in Joshua you're just not on the ch right chapter you're at least in the right book uh, Joshua chapter 24 and verse number uh, 15 uh, let, let's 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 read verse 14. Uh, mind you, Joshua is about 110 years old. He's no, he's no young man here. Uh, this is the last chapter of the book of Joshua. Uh, we're going to find the record of his death uh, in just a moment. Um, this, is, this is kind of his last statement. Uh, and one more time, he's emphasizing his decision, his life ambition, his life decision and he's encouraging Israel to come along with him. Uh, he's not a young man anymore, but he has been. And what he's doing as an old man, he was doing as a young man. Uh, verse 15, verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord... And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you, this familiar portion of scripture, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. Watch this. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, and how many times has that been echoed Throughout the years, people have put that in. Uh, you go into a home, a Christian home, you'll see that uh, statement uh, put somewhere in their home. As for me and my house, uh, we will serve the Lord. Uh, Joshua said, me and my family are going to do this together. Me and my family uh, have decided that we're going to serve the Lord. Uh, I think tonight that everybody in here ought to go ahead and decide with your family for your family. We're going to serve the Lord and that's what we're going to do together. That's what we're going to be known for. We're going to do this together as a family. Lord, would you touch us tonight? Would you help us for a little bit? In Christ's name, amen. Um, when you meet Joshua, uh, it's I think Exodus 17 is the first time that you meet him. 
Uh, he is a young man. The Bible, I think it's chapter number 32 or 33, the Bible describes Joshua in the book of Exodus as Joshua, a young man. Uh, the Bible describes him as Moses' minister. Uh, he, he serves God through serving Moses and he starts out as a young man. Uh, Joshua, a young man, uh, had come out of Egypt. Uh, he had a past life in Egypt. He knew what bondage was like. He knew what wickedness was like. He knew what uh, idolatry looked like. He had lived in Egypt. And God brought him out. Uh, and Joshua had a old life and a new life. Uh, Joshua had a life pre-serving the Lord and he had a life post-serving the Lord or maybe middle of, he's in the middle of serving the Lord. Uh, he, he, he can go back to two places. Uh, 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 that what's now, I'm serving God and where he brought me from. And that's most of it. Of course, that's all of us. He saved all of us. But, but, but many of you, you can go back to life before church. You can go back to life before you gave your life to God uh, and you were not in church. Maybe uh, years went by. Uh, maybe you'd never been in church your whole life until God saved you. Or maybe you were brought up here and there, but you wasn't really in it. And as soon as you could go, you were gone. And for years, you were out of church. And you know what Egypt looks like. Uh, and now you know what this looks like. Isn't it wonderful to be in the house of God tonight? Uh, here's the thing, Joshua's children didn't know uh, the Egyptian life. Uh, they weren't raised in Egypt. Uh, they were raised in a different world that Joshua was raised in. They were raised in a different surrounding. One of the great privileges tonight that you have as a, uh, as a father and a mother uh, to, uh, uh, to give to your children is that you can give them a life where this is all they know. They'll, they'll grow up one day and decide whether they want to stay here or go, but you can give them a life that this is all that they know. There is no, I remember before we got in church, they just, somewhere before I come along, my mom and dad was out of church, but I don't remember that man. I don't know that woman. I don't know that side of them. All I've ever known is we sat in that pew and we came to that church and we served God together as a family, that ought to be my goal tonight. That ought to be your goal this evening. That we do this together as a family. Uh, Joshua uh, uh, had the privilege of training young people uh, to serve God. Uh, I, I want to run this by you tonight, and you think about it. It's easier to train people than it is to change people. It's easier to train people than it is to change people. Uh, we, we, we get people and they'll come to our church maybe 14, 15, 16 years old. And I've watched God do miraculous things in their life. I've watched God save them. I've watched them decide I want to live for God. I've watched them grow and I've watched them learn. But there's a lot of things that when you spent the first 15, 16 years of your life not in church that you have to learn uh, about living in the will of God and serving God that, that, that it's much easier just to be taught that from the ground up than it is to change everything you've known in your life, right? 
uh, every now and then, I shouldn't say every now and then, a lot of times, Anthony, here you are sitting right here. Uh, you're one of the, what, how old were you when you came here? 15, 16, 16 years old. I, I, uh, he was on a scaffolding yesterday. We were taking down the, uh, the, the, uh, the siding and, and, and replacing it. And uh, I, he was helping Brother Tripp, and I said, uh, Anthony, I'm proud of you, man. He said, why? I said, because you're, you're right in the middle learning this stuff. Uh, that, that, that's a blessing to go from a 16-year-old young man who don't know anything about the Lord, don't know anything about church, uh, to now a grown man uh, working and serving in the church. Only God can do that. Uh, but God's going to give you the privilege one day uh, of having a wife and children uh, and having the ability to train them up and that's all that they know. That's all that they uh, have ever been around. Um, I, I, I've been here long enough. Uh, I took our church in 2008, uh, 15, 16 years, somewhere around there now. Uh, I've been here long enough uh, that I have, I have the honor of pastoring Kids who their parents came through our youth group, uh, got saved, grew up, got trained, uh, and now they're raising kids uh, that, that all that they know is church. Uh, Jeff and Kayla came here as teenagers. Uh, they've got two kids enrolled in our school now. Uh, that, that it's a whole lot easier, don't take any offense to this, to train them than it was to change y'all. Now, I didn't change y'all. God changed y'all. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that they'll never have to get over that you had to get over. Uh, that makes sense, don't it? And so that's where Joshua was. Uh, he, he, he come out of Egypt, but his kids never lived in Egypt. Now, Egypt may have been in them, but they had never been there. They, they didn't know a thing about Egypt except what they had heard somebody who had been there say. Uh, that, that, that's the goal. If, if a man stays somewhere long enough, if a ministry operates long enough, and it ought to, and he should, if God lets him, and I want to, uh, th th there should be uh, a lifelong goal of training people uh, that they might raise up families that I watched, I watched Nathan uh, get out of the, their car and, 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 and he's standing up and he's reached down and he's, and he's holding Jack's hand, walking, dressed up. Jack's ready to come into church tonight. And, and I thought, that, that's what happens when you stay somewhere. That's what happens when people get in and decide they want to live for God. God will give them people that they can train that that's all that they know. I'd say tonight, that's pretty important stuff. I want to do this with my family. Uh, and I want my family to know why we do this and what this means and what this is about. Uh, Moses, I'm sorry, Joshua has decided he's going to serve God. Uh, he's 110 years old, somewhere around there. I think, I think it says 110 in, in chapter 24. You can, go, you can go look it up towards the end of the chapter. I believe it says he's 110 uh, he's an old man, he's got children, he's probably got grandchildren, great-grand, he might even have some, at 110, he might have some great-greats hanging around. And he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a decision for everybody. Uh, I, I'm going to decide on behalf of everybody 
what we've been doing, that's what we're still going to do. We're going to serve the Lord. I, I want to give you tonight two main thoughts on serving the Lord with your family. And, and, and bringing up, last week I talked about a strong foundation. What, what are you producing? And you need to look at this in the same concept that the preacher is supposed to look at this. Uh, if a man has a, a here a couple years, there a couple years, he's never going to see. And God may do that with a man. God may do that, but he's not going to see long time lasting fruit in a place if he's moving about. Uh, and, and so the goal, my goal is, is to stay here for a lifetime and to watch God's lifetime work. Uh, but that ought to be your goal. Unless God moves you somewhere into some ministry, this is where we put down our roots for a lifetime. This is where we're going to raise our kids. Our kids are going to get married on these altars. Our grandkids are going to get married on these altars. And if God's gracious to us, we might even see some of our great-grandkids get to get married on these altars. Uh, this is our church. This is the place God has given us to, move, to meet with him and to worship him. And I want, I want my generation coming up behind me to serve the Lord because of my leadership in doing so. Uh, two things tonight. Number one, uh, I find with Joshua, and I, I, I believe it needs to be in me and needs to be in you, uh, serving God with your family. Number one, there's the decision that was made for them. The decision that was made for them. And I want you to hear me tonight, what I'm about to say. Joshua didn't leave it up to them to make the decision. He didn't even leave it up to his wife. And I know that ain't popular, but it is Bible. Joshua said, I, I'm going to make an announcement. I'm going to make a statement. As for me, I'm the spokesperson for my home. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, I believe he could say that with full confidence because he knew that she was on the same page as him. And he had been doing it long enough, he knew they were on the same page with him. And if you're, if, you're, if you're newly married, we've got we've got more babies than we've had. I mean, there's babies everywhere. And i got a sneaky suspicion there's a handful on the way. Uh, I do. I believe it. Uh, there's they some, they some on the way. Uh, and there's some just, they just, some just, just brand new born. Uh, just, just got here. Um, some on the way. Uh, some a year or two. Uh, we got babies everywhere. We got folks. Uh, we got folks uh, newly married. Probably some marriages on the way. Uh, man, a year can change a whole lot of stuff. Uh, I'm thinking of stuff, and I'll get over it if I go. I can't go to meddling on stuff. I'll, I'm not going to be matchmaking or nothing like that. Uh, but I, I can see some stuff on the horizon. Uh, of course, we have one rule at Crossroads. You can't marry and leave. You marry and bring. Right? You, you can't marry out nowhere and go where they are. You've got to go get them and bring them here. That's our rule. That's a good rule, ain't it? <laughs> uh, God's, God's, God's blessed. God's uh, young families, children, babies, 
make your mind up that from here on out, this is what we do because it's right. It's what we do because we want to. It's what we do because my wife is worth it, my children are worth it. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua made that decision. I believe his wife was right on board with him. I believe his children were. Uh, Somebody made the decision for them. Now here's the world's philosophy. Uh, Oh, by the way, we're not of the world. God brought us out. We're not picking up our decisions from Egypt. Uh, Here's the world's philosophy. And and, and we know it's an Egyptian philosophy because it's what Pharaoh told uh, Moses when Moses was bringing Israel out of Egypt. Pharaoh said, well, go on, but leave your children here. And Moses said, no way. we're We're not going to worship God and leaving our children behind. They're coming with us. So Egypt's philosophy is you grown-ups do it, but why does your kids have to be involved? So let's not get our philosophy of raising children off of something the world is doing. Here's the Bible philosophy. Get it from Joshua. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That is me and my children together. He made his decision. This is what our family is going to do. Now, if you, if you got saved and your kids were 15... It's hard undoing 15 years. It's hard putting your foot down and changing things that have been a different way. I'd say go ahead and do it, but you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to struggle, and you're going to have to pray. You're going to have to trust God. Of course, you're going to have to do that the other way too. But it's a whole lot easier when they were born here. It's a whole lot easier when this is all that they've ever known. And if this is not all they've ever known, just go ahead and make your mind up as well. But God help us tonight if they're being born here and we're going to leave the decision up to them of what they want to do. Uh, I heard a preacher say one time, he said, when I uh, was a kid, I had a drug problem. I laugh every time I hear this. He said, I had a drug problem. I thought, I thought he grew up in church. He said, my daddy drugged me to church my whole life. Um, He made the decision for them. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Um, Let me talk about this decision for a minute. First of all, it was a past decision before they ever got here. There's some of you in here tonight that before you ever got that wife, before you ever got that husband, before you ever got them children, you had made your mind up you're going to serve the Lord. Now that you have what you prayed for, don't change your mind about what you're doing. That there's some of you you've, you've raised kids and they're about grown. Now that your kids are about grown, don't go back on what you were trying to instill in them the last 15, 20 years. Y'all talk back to me now. Isn't that sad? And I mean, I've, I've got a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old. I'm not above it. But isn't that sad to see folks who have lived for God faithfully in the upbringing of their children, and when their children grow up, they back away from serving the Lord. Just go ahead and make your mind up. You've got grandkids coming and great-grandkids coming, and you're going to continue what you were doing that was right 
with what's coming on the way because they're going to need somebody who has made a decision a long time ago before they got there, we're going to serve the Lord. It was a past decision. Uh, it was a parental decision. It was a personal decision. He said, as for me and my house, it's going to be hard to get your house to do something that you've not decided you're going to do. I hear people say stuff like this. Well, he don't go to church, but he makes sure his kids go. Well, that's great. At least he's doing that. But it, that, 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 they may be there, but most of the time, as soon as they get the opportunity, they're going to be doing what he's doing. It was a personal decision. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh, I'm glad my wife, buddy, she's just, I mean, she's like clockwork. She's there. She's serving God. She's living for God. Boy, if it wasn't for her, we'd be in a mess. Praise God. Hey, man, I'm glad for her too. But how about as for me? My husband, he keeps us straight. But if it wasn't for him, I'll tell you, I'd sleep in about every other Sunday. And I, I don't know. He's, he keeps us. How about as for me and my house? It was a parental decision, personal decision, a, a, a past decision. Let me say something about this parental decision. It was a decision that they didn't have a choice in the matter. I, I say this all the time, uh, but I'll say it again because it needs to be said. Uh, if God has saved you, and even if all this is new to you, really there's not a whole lot of that. There's a, there's a lot of folks that you've been here for a long time. And you're raising up children. One of the great advantages that you have is that they're not going to question, do we go to church? What are you talking about, do we go to church? They don't even know to ask that question because they don't know a life when they didn't ask or when they had to ask that question. Uh, man, what a blessing. I remember asking that question. We're going to go to church? No, not today. No, not today. Why aren't we going to church today? Well, we got stuff to do, you know. We got to work tomorrow. Like nobody at church has to work tomorrow. You do know that all them people that go there, they got to work tomorrow too. Well, we're not going this morning. Why? Well, we got to mow the yard. Oh, you don't do that on Saturday, see, you know. I'm preaching to the choir, I know. Okay, we're going to mow the yard today. We're going to church. No, I, I got a headache. I'm telling you, it's, it's bad. Nobody at church gets headaches. Nobody that goes to church gets headaches. I, I mean, you know, I grew, I grew up uh, asking those kinds of questions. I don't think, and I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on the goodness of the Lord. I don't think there's ever been a morning when my children said, uh, we're going to church today. There may have been some times where they're like, are we going to be on time for church today? That, that's the difference. Again, it takes a lifetime to, to, to raise up families that all they know is living for God. But God's put that within our ability. God's put that within your hands. Um... As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It is a decision that was made for them. But here's what I really want to get to tonight. 
Not only is it a decision that is made for them, but it is a work or a service that is shared with them. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He said, this is something we're going to do together. We're going to serve the Lord together. And I think that's what we miss sometimes. We know we're going to be there. We know that we're going to go, but it's not something that we do together. We go to church together. Joshua said, we're going to serve the Lord together. We're going to worship God together. I'll tell you something tonight. Worship is something, and I understand that it is personal and private, but Abraham did it with his son. He said to the rest of those men, y'all stay here, but me and the lad, Isaac, Genesis 22, will go yonder and worship and return again to you. He said, now, I can't worship with all of y'all because worship is personal and private. Praise is public and outward. There is a difference. Worship is obedience and surrender to the will of God, saying yes to God on your worst day. But He said, but I can do that with my son. We're going to worship together. We're, we're, we're going to go up there on that mountain and bring God an offering together. We're going to see God do something by faith together. Me and my son. I want to say to you tonight that not only was there a decision made for them, but there was a service that was shared with them. I think that's kind of where we miss it sometimes. I know I do. I like doing my stuff by myself. My wife, my boys need me to do this together. Reading your Bible together, praying together, serving together, giving by faith together. Together as a family in my house, we will serve the Lord. Um. I don't. I don't believe tonight that God intended that it be uh, that it be. Uh, Daddy's a preacher, and we just are along for the ride. But we are involved in His ministry. That, that's a great joy to me. That that, that when I come to church, uh, I've, I've got children that preach and children that sing and play the piano. And you say, "Oh, preacher, you're so blessed." Uh, really, there was no alternative. We're going to do this together. And if I've got to do something so that you'll do it, then I'll be the first to sign up for it. I'll do it. We're going to pray on altars together. I made mention of that this morning. Don't expect them to do something that you never do. And You sit there and you wonder and you want them to do it, but you're not willing to do it. If you want your kids to sing in the choir, then you might have to get in there and sing with them. I mean, of course you could say, I'm going to make you. But the better thing would be, we're going to do this together. I'm afraid and you're afraid, but we're going to stand by each other and we're going to both be afraid together. But we're going to do it for the Lord. I got to go clean the church this weekend. We're going to go do that together. Well, my kids don't like cleaning. Whose does? I don't like cleaning. We're going to do that as a family. 
together. This is, this, is, this is what we do, we do what we do and we do it together as, a, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. I think it's important tonight that as families we do this together. Uh, I, when, I, when, when, I, when I came to our church, um, there was no brother trip or no sound system and he does a great job. Here's what we had on the back pew the back two pews, there was a piece of plywood uh, that was fastened down to the, to the two pews there. There was no box. It was just fastened down to the back row of pews right there in front of the sound booth. And the wires all ran to the corner, uh, and that was the sound booth. Uh, and it worked fine, uh, but you've got to have a sound man to run the sound booth. Uh, I didn't have one, but I found a sound lady. I'm married to her. Uh, you, 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 you gonna be the sound person? Sure. Uh, we had a sound baby. Levi was the sound baby, uh, and 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 he. You've heard me tell the story about the time we, we didn't have any music and we were playing Amazing Grace on the soundtrack, and it was already way too fast for me. And, and I was running to keep up with it, and they wasn't keeping up with it at all. They was Miss Patton, they were just looking at me like, there ain't no way we're keeping up with you, but you try. And right in the middle of Amazing Grace, the sound baby uh, hit the stop button on Amazing Grace. No music completely cuts out. My wife in panic mode hits play again, starts the whole song over again. I'm like, I ain't doing that again. Get your Bibles, it's preaching time. That's what you do when the singing ain't working. All right, everybody get your Bibles, we're going to preach. Uh, but we, we had to do that together. I, let, let me say this, and I hope, uh, uh, we've got a lot of our young people in, uh, teaching classes and different things, and people, but I hope everybody will get this. I want to make sure that everybody gets this. Use your children as motivation to serve God, not an excuse why you can't. Because you can sing and you can worship and you can live for God and you can clean and you can do and you can serve with one. I've watched it happen. Uh, I've had to mow the yard uh, while looking to make sure mine was still on the swing set. Uh, where is that kid? While I'm on the mower running circles around the building making sure that I can find them and then go back and get on my line again. Uh, but that's what we do as a family. Here's what, here's what a lot of us do. We do, what, we do what we're doing until God gives us what we've asked him for and we quit doing it and use the gift as an excuse as to why we can't. Married people do that. Before they got married, they showed up at church 30 minutes early. They served God as involved in everything. They get married, they get them a wife or a wife gets her husband and now you can't find them no more. Use your wife as motivation as to why I'm going to serve God because I got somebody relying on me, not an excuse as to why I can't anymore. This is something we do together. Uh, now it's going to get a little personal. Um, well, I guess it ain't personal for me. Um, 
for, for, for years, and I've got so much help now. I, got, I, got, I was going to say i got more help than I know what to do with, but I promise you I know what to do with you. Put you to work. I'm not looking for stuff. You want something to do? We got it. We will put you to work. Uh, somebody called me this week and said, you got something for me to do? I said, do I ever have something for you to do? Yes. I got something for you to do. Uh, but, but we ain't always had that kind of help. Uh, I have been in this attic. I know some of y'all think that, look, I'm smart. I got all y'all now. And I got folks wanting to get in the attic. Not everybody wants to, but there's some folks, man, that's what they, I need to get in there, I need to be a part of it. You think I'm getting up there when you want to? But before you got here, it was this guy in the attic. Uh, and, 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 and kids here. Um, serving the Lord. Some of y'all are asking God to give you ministries. How are you going to do them with what you've got if they're not a part of it? Are y'all hearing me? Uh, don't use your wife as a, I talked to a, a, a preacher today, I called him and I said, here's what I'm wanting to teach. What do you think? Give me some feedback. He said, I just had this conversation. He said, one of our best young men in our church, he said, man, he's just early to church serving God on fire. He said, God gave him a wife. She's a good woman. She's, she, she loves the Lord. There's nothing wrong with her. She's a good girl, but she's never been involved in the behind-the-scenes workings of the church like he has. And so whereas before he got married, he was here 30, 40 minutes early making sure everything was ready, and all she's ever done her whole life is show up right when church starts. Now he's married, and instead of her saying, hey, let me teach you and bring you along as to why we do what we do, he has show, now he shows up three minutes still with her. He said, I just had this talk with him and said, hey, God gave you her, and it's your job to teach her what you've been doing for the last five years instead of making her bring you to what she's been doing for her whole life. I need my wife involved in this. I need my children involved in this. Does this make any sense at all to anybody? This is a family ordeal. This is, this is what we do. As a dad, when I come to work day, um, Wes uh, was, was here yesterday, and we were, we were, we were working, and Wes had found him a cane pole. And I know what he wants to do with that cane pole uh, because he's his daddy's son. I, I, he saw a fishing pole, I know he did. And he's carrying it around everywhere. And then he's picking up sticks, but he ain't letting go of that cane pole. He's picking up sticks with one hand, but he's holding that cane pole with the other. He's either going to whack somebody with it. And that's a good possibility. Somebody's getting hit with the cane pole. Or he's going to figure out how to fish with it. Uh, He's carrying it. He said, he came over to me. He said, Brother Josh, you got something for me to do? He got his cowboy boots on, his hat on. He's serious. You came, pole. I wanted to be like, you see that fellow over there? Go hit him. <laughs> Whack him in the kneecap. I didn't. I, don't, I didn't even have nobody in my. I just made that up. Somebody's going to say, Well, I was over there. He must have been talking about me. I said, I said, yeah, I got something for you to do. I said, you see that stick right there? I want you to pick that stick up and carry it down there, put it on that pot. It's okay. 
pick that stick up. You know what he's learning? We serve God as a family. He don't even know he's learning it. But 10 years down the road, he's going, yeah, this, we, this is what we do. We go to the nursing home together. We clean the church together. We show up at work days together. We, I want my kids to be a part of the youth group, so I'm going to be a part of the adult group. I don't know why my kids don't like hanging out with people their age. Probably because you don't like hanging out with people your age. If I want my kids to be a part of the youth group, then I probably ought to be a part of my age group in the church. I know when I'm preaching because it gets real awkwardly quiet. People's like, I, I want to amen, but I don't know if I can amen because I'm trying to think if there's anything happened recently in my life. And then the other crowd is like, He's talking to me. And then the other crowd's trying to figure out if I'm talking to you. Let's just go ahead and we're talking to all of us tonight. It's a family. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The decision was made for them. and The work was shared with them. We're going to do it together. We're going to pray together. I say this all the time, and I don't think people really listen. I, I've really always struggled with, do the, the people actually listen? And, and I think people do, but I think people don't. I'm pretty persuaded most of the time people hear and they don't listen. But what would it hurt? you to pray with your children and make them pray here's another question what would it help for you to pray with your children and make them pray alright it's family time we want you to pray tonight well, I can't pray I mean you can't pray come on let's pray together if you give people opportunities to do stuff, they'll learn how to do stuff. You showed up here and you were 21 and you had to learn everything and get over 21 years. They were born here. This is all they know. So start them out early doing what you didn't get to start out early doing and had to pick up on as an adult or a teenager. That's the difference in the Christian school. The first 15 years of my ministry here, and it's been good, it's, and I'm grateful for it, but, but God has used this place to rescue people and give them a place where they can serve. But I got a feeling we're on the, there's a whole lot of young people, a whole lot of young families, a whole lot of children, and the, if, the, if the, the first 15 was rescuing, what about the next 15 being training the fruit of those that were rescued and them coming up, all they know is Bible, serving God, singing, living for God, something. Don't make them, I guess here's what I'm trying to say, don't make them what you used to be before you got here. 
uninvolved, unattached, and all the stuff you had to get over, and somehow we think, well, we've got to take them back and let them go through that. Does that make any sense to anybody? Decision was made for them, and the work was shared by them. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You can use your family as an excuse as to why you can't, or you can load them up with you and use them as motivation as to why I'm going to. Well, I can't live for God, my wife, my kids, and my, or. I'm going to live for God because of my wife and my kids need me to. We're going to, we're going to be involved in what the church is doing if it kills us. Because I need to know, I need them to know that it's priority. I will, I will, I will do what I've got to do to be a part of everything that I need to be a part of here. So that my kids know. This is the number one place in our life outside of our home. And I'll be honest with you, it's right there with our home. I, I, to me, I, I know the old saying, the, the, the God, family, church. I just think they're all three together. God gave the church to the family. God gave the family to the church. And I don't draw the line. Well, my family comes first. All right. If my family comes first, then my church comes first because my church and my family, my church needs my family and my family needs my church. They're just right there working together. My family don't work without the church and the church don't work without the families. Let's see if there's anything else I want to give you tonight. I may let you go. It would be a September miracle, wouldn't it? No, it's time to go, just about. I thought I'd only preached 22 minutes. Felt like 22 minutes to me. I preached a long time this morning. I'm going to let you go tonight. Take that home with you. Serving God with your family. Something we do together. You can. You can. It, it's not always convenient, but you can do it. My wife, I was the preacher. I, I'm just telling you, this is how it was. Uh, I, I was the preacher. She was the sound lady and the special music. Literally, she'd hit the play button for her soundtrack. She was going to sing because she couldn't play music back then. We had no musicians back then. She'd hit the soundtrack and then come up here and sing and then go back and have to hit stop on the soundtrack. I have literally been an usher and the pastor at Crossroads Baptist Church in the same service. All right, let's all four stand. We're going to receive an offering tonight. And there's nobody to take up the offering. So, all right, I'll receive the offering tonight. Uh, what are you going to do? And in the middle of that, two kids under three years old 
we'd have talks before church. I'll kill you tonight. You'll die. You'll die dead tonight. You'll be dead. You won't live again. If I have to look at you wrong, you understand me? Yes, sir. Did they understand me? No, sir. <laughs> you understand me, boy? Yes, sir. He didn't understand. Not a bit. If he did, he forgot his understanding. All right, you're going to behave. Not going to give mom no trouble. No, sir. I'd see her going out the back door. Them back doors would be swinging. She's whipping kids on the front porch. I'm trying to preach to sinners, and she's beating, not beating kids. She's whipping kids on the front porch. Finally, Levi got old enough. I said, you're going to sit on the front row. Mama can't handle both of y'all and run the sound. You sit on the front row, boy. Yes, sir. And I don't know what it was, but he'd be up underneath the pew <laughs> messing with stuff. And I'd be preaching. And I didn't want to be embarrassing, you know, and get on to my kid while I'm preaching. I'd just stand right in front of him and preach, standing in front of him. <laughs> you need to get saved. You're going to go to hell. And I'm eyeballing this kid. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. It was like that. And then as soon as church is over, all right, it's time to die. I'm going to kill you. Now, I told you it was. But you know what that did? It made them a part of everything we did. And they learned, this is what I'm going to do. I might as well get used to it. And these folks, these folks in here who were here during that time, am I lying, Miss Tina? Was it like that? She taught them in Sunday school. She probably wanted to kill them too. <laughs> Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you. Thank you for these homes you've given us. Lord, these children you've put in our hands. Lord, it's not easy serving God with them. It's not easy serving God with a spouse, whether you're a, a female or a male. Lord, we hinder the other sometimes. God, we also help. Lord, help us to learn how to serve God with our wife. Help our wives learn how to serve God with their husbands. We work together. And when you give us children, Lord, and they, and they come up in the house of God, it's hard, especially two, three, four of them come along. But God, help us to realize we, we can do this together as a family. Lord, I thank you, God. There's, I, I would do it all over again to be doing what I'm doing with them right now. They help me. They go to meetings and they sing and they help me. They preach and they help me. My wife helps me. Lord, it was worth it. It was worth it. Lord, they used to come over here when they didn't know how to do anything and get in my way. Now they come over here and yesterday one of them was weed eating the property and trimming shrub and blowing off and the other one was on a ladder taking down, taking down siding. They learned that because it was their life. And I thank you for it. God, thank you. I hope my grandkids get to come over here and get in my way too. Lord, would you do that? Would you let years to come, would you let my grandkids get in my way at church? I'll enjoy it. 
I'm grateful for it. I bless your name. In Christ's name, amen.